This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Greetings. Yes, greetings to you. Uh, we are, by the way, like I said, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, but we also stream everywhere you want us on the MyTalk app. And you want the MyTalk app because we are actually giving away some amazing prizes. And all you got to do is uh, download that app and listen to us on the app. Am I right? Yeah, it's a $10,000 pick your prize app sweepstakes. So go to the app. Go download it. Please do right now because if you download the app and register for the contest, you are eligible to be one of two $100 winners each weekday. You could win $100, but then wait, there's more. If you are one of those $100 winners for the day, then your name gets entered in the grand prize, the $10,000 pick your prize grand prize of your choice could be yours. But the only way you're going to get that is if you download the MyTalk app. It's quite wonderful, I have to say. It's true. All right, now, 651-641-1071. We all were watching last night the uh, much-anticipated Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah Winfrey on CBS. A two-hour interview. We had a lot of uh, curiosity before it was released about how much they would actually reveal in this interview. And I think it's safe to say uh, we were all pleased, surprised, amazed. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, su- surprise! I already said surprised at how much they actually did reveal. Um, but we wanted to ask you, what did you think? What were your questions? What were your thoughts? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Let's go to the phones. We have Stacy on the line. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Colleen. Something I thought you'd particularly find interesting at the very end. They just touched on it. They touched on. Diana and Charles tour of Australia, Uh, as well as Megan and Harry. Yeah. And that one of the problems with Diana was that she was more the media darling. Everybody liked her better than the future King. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of why they kind of like stifled her and put her in the background. And I feel like Henry and Megan, she already had celebrity. She's getting all this media attention instead of the future King William and his perfect little family. Right. I think there's some jealousy within the family about who's getting the media attention. And oh, that, why. that is a really interesting take. Thank you, Stacy, yeah, for your Stacey. call. And thank you for that. Um, that perspective. And if you've got, you know, anybody who wants to share what they thought, or if you had any questions, six, five, one, six, four, one, one, Oh, seven, one, you know, I think it's interesting, like she said, that uh, that they brought up that Australia tour mm-hmm. and how Diana was received and also how Megan was received. And I just that made me think of this great tweet we just got from our friend Panda, who said, I love that Diana is giving the monarchy the finger from the grave and helping Harry and Meghan to leave. <laughs> and it is really interesting to kind of pull apart the synchronicities of... Um, 
And and Harry does it himself yeah. um, by talking about not wanting history to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he mentions that. And, you know, to Panda's point specifically, the comment that Prince Harry said that he used the inheritance he received from Princess Diana yeah. upon her death to launch his new life with Meghan in the United States. And that financially it would not have been feasible if he did not have that inheritance. You know, and like if you are kind of an ooey wooey person, you you and even if you're not, there's something kind of. I'm going to say sweet and lovely about how it seems like she's looking out for him. Sure. You know, from beyond the grave. Uh, 651-641-1071. What were your thoughts? What were your questions? Let's go to Jack. Jack is on the line. Hi, Jack. Jack, what was your take from the interview last night? Well, from the bottom of my heart, I truly value that Megan uh, told us the truth about uh, who cried at the wedding because Mm. Kate Middleton is a gracious woman, in my opinion. And the fact that she was willing to share that so graciously uh, against what the British tabloid press said, Mm -hmm. I just think that they are allies. I think those two women will be friends for life. Thank you for your call, Jack, and thanks also for that take. You know, um, what he's referring to is the fact that the story that we were all told was that, uh, that there was a rift between Meghan and Kate having to do with the uh, flower girl dress. And the way the tabloid spun it was that uh, Megan made Kate cry. Mm-hmm. And that's the story we heard. Nobody really knew what the what the actual argument was about, but we were all sort of told by the media how to feel about those two women. Yeah. And it pitted them against each other. Well, in this interview, Megan set the record straight and said, actually, the reverse is true, that... Kate made Megan cry with some disagreement about the flower girls dresses, but that Kate apologized, wrote a letter. They kind of buried the hatchet on that. Yeah. And here's the exact quote that Megan said. She said that I don't quote and I don't say that to be disparaging to anyone because it was a really hard week of the wedding and she was upset about something, but she owned it and she apologized. She being yeah. Kate and she brought me flowers and a note apologizing and she did what I would do if I knew I hurt someone right just to take accountability for it. So that privately, it seems like Megan and Kate from those words right. came to an amicable meeting of of opinions on whatever happened. Let's go to the phones again. Missy's on the line. Hi, Missy. Hi, Missy. What was your takeaway from uh, the the interview last night? I really, I I guess I believe the media, and I feel bad about this, but I'm so gullible, but I didn't like Megan. Right. I kind of always had a bad taste in my mouth about her, and I didn't like some of her political issues, and, you know, I kind of thought she was phony, but the part... And I, I started watching it late, and so I got to that. I turned on the TV, and I'd been taping it. But the part that um, I turned on was when she was talking about her despair. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had talked about how she had lost so much. And exactly the moment when she said that she had told Harry that she didn't want to live anymore mm-hmm. and that she was having this depression and the only way out you know, was these thoughts of suicide. And I identified with her Mm. as a mom. I had antenatal and postpartum depression. And at my darkest moment, 
I had that really terrifying conversation with my own husband. Mm -hmm. And I saw that look in her face, and I immediately, I identified with her. Mm -hmm. And I didn't see an actress, as so many people have been saying, well, she's an actress. Mm -hmm. And I thought, no, 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 no. I, I see that. I recognized it. And my heart went out to her because I've been there. And it was really painful because immediately I remember what that moment was like and those thoughts that are racing in your head and not being able to escape and how terrifying it is to have to tell your partner that you're not safe to be alone, Mm. that you can't be alone by yourself because you don't feel safe. And I felt that and I thought, I identify with you and I may not like her. I may not, I, I may not agree with, you know, who she is or what, what she else believes in, but I can empathize with her. And she's, she made me remember my humanity. Yeah. And I was like, that really, really touched me. And if any good can come out of this interview, it's that mental health affects everyone. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't discriminate based on wealth or privilege or social standing. Mental health happens to everybody, and we all need to remember our humanity. Oh, Missy, you couldn't have said it better. Thank you for your call. Oh, thanks, Missy. You're um, and and you know what Missy's talking about, and 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 that really was like a huge. And we haven't really talked about it yet on this show. That was a huge revelation from Megan talking about the time in her life when she was they were expecting Archie. Um, and she, you know, was not leaving the house. I mean, she wasn't mm-hmm. going places, you know. Right. Um, you know, she would talk about talking with uh, members of the firm who would say, oh, really, don't go. You know, she wanted to go out for lunch yeah, with a friend. She do things with her friends. Yeah, and they were like, you know, how would that look? Because the, the stories are this, and if you go out to lunch, that's going to look like you don't care what's being said about you or you don't care about this thing. And she was like, I just want to go to lunch with my friends. I've been in the house for... 16 days how could i how could anything look like anything i haven't gone anywhere mm-hmm. um anyway she talked about how trapped she felt and the intrusive thoughts she was experiencing and that when she went to try to seek help within the firm that they were not willing to help her yeah and um that is uh, that i think was a huge revelation mm-hmm. for people and like missy said you do start to realize how much how susceptible we all are to the stories we are told by the media in the ways that they're told, specifically the tabloid media, right? That show us uh, that vilify one person or one perspective when we don't really have the whole story, right. right? Right, right. Okay, we, you know, can we do this? We have Emma on the line, and I would love it if we could take Emma's call on the other side of this break. Right? Yeah, we can just continue the conversation. Yeah. I got things that are working my last nerve that can totally wait until tomorrow. Okay, because it will still be working. It'll my last still nerve. be working your last nerve. But when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we'll continue to take your calls. What are the things that stood out to you or mattered to you about last night's interview with Harry and Meghan with Oprah? Six five one six four one one zero seven one. We'll continue to take your calls after this on my talk 1071 welcome back to the colleen and bradley show on my talk 1071 streaming live at my talk 1071.com everything entertainment i'm colleen lindstrom bradley trainers on vacation holly roberts and i are here with you hi and uh we have been talking about the interview between oprah and harry and megan uh that aired last night on cbs and uh kind of lots of revelations from that conversation 
um, kind of processing how our opinions or thoughts or viewpoints changed when we understood a little bit better what their perspective of the situation is and realizing how much the tabloids really affected the way that we saw things. Uh, and uh, we were taking your calls to hear what your reactions and thoughts were. 651-641-1071. Emma is on the line. Let's go to Emma. Hi, Emma. Hi, Colleen. Um, I just wanted to say that I'll, I'll try and be quick. Um, I'm biracial myself, so I can relate with Megan, and that's on the rich part. But anyway. <laughs> right. um, we all wish that was the part that we could relate to her on, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she just seemed like a real person, and you got to see her beyond the tabloids. And I had a question to Harry when he said that he was trapped in this royal life for his whole life. Um, maybe you guys can enlighten me on that. Uh, on what it felt like for him to be trapped? Yeah, like why he would say that. It seemed like, you know, yeah. his whole life was privileged. So right. Why would that be a trap? Yeah, I hear mm-hmm. you. I mean, that's a really good question, Emma. Thank you for your call. Um, thank you. Uh, have a great day. Uh, and, and, yeah, and thank you for lending your perspective. So, I, I think, you know, it's hard to like speak because I think what Emma's hearing, right? It's hard to hear a person who grew up in enormous p- privilege mm-hmm. who c- did not want for anything talk about being trapped. Sure, sure. Um, but I think the nuance of that, again, so this is the thing that I, I'm, I'm having seven thoughts all at once, but I'm going to try to synthesize all of them. The thing I found really curious and that I wanted to know more about is what is the experience of Harry now being a civilian? Because I think that that's kind of a unique experience. Yeah. I think when he talked about being trapped, it's like when you're in the royal family, it's, it is like you said, Holly, like being in a cult. Right. Well, that's what immediately to my mind in the way that Harry and Meghan were talking about the institution, the firm, the British royal family, mm-hmm. you know, and they made pains to say, you know, there is the actual family, the relationships that we have with these individuals. And then there, within that, there's also the institution of the British monarchy mm-hmm. that has existed for over a thousand years. Right. So by base- and the rules and the regulations and the um, yes, what's that called? Like the hierarchy and titles and yeah. all of that stuff. Right. That you're a part of this system that exists beyond you, mm-hmm. that you find yourself in that. So I think Harry speaking about being trapped, being what do I what would I do if I leave this system so that also like who are you outside well, right, of the system and that also speaks to like the cult-like nature in as much as it controls everything your finances right. it controls the way that you that you live and relate to the world and then what would i be when i leave that system and you know one of the things that i that was really like oh yeah okay thinking about the fact that they were talking about security so mm-hmm. much and it's like well of course you have to think about security so much if you're prince harry Meghan markle because you will become the targets of people who want to perhaps use you as a leveraging tool to get to other people in positions of power. So they're thinking in ways 
that, you know, little old me and my sedan and my, you know, everyday anonymity. I'm not thinking in those terms. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that security issue. And that was seemed to be like the straw that broke the camel's back. Let's let Hannah have the final word uh, as we're sort of wrapping up here. Hi, Hannah. What were your thoughts on Harry and Megan's interview last night? Hi. Um, I also didn't really know exactly how I felt about Megan. Um, my initial feelings kind of went to that, like, kind of um, snotty yeah. idea of, like... Like how the media tried to shape Harry. her for us. <laughs> well, she, I felt like she was, like, taking Harry away from his family. Yeah. But... The way that they described everything last night was so eye-opening, and I think it's incredible to see how the tabloids pit William and Harry against each other so much when what I got out of it was really more Charles Mm -hmm. being the problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the end, I can't believe that I would think, like, Harry, Prince Harry is this, you know, um, like, childlike boy who needs... A woman to take control and stuff. I mean, he's literally lived in um, really powerful positions his whole life. Right. And it made me see him more as um, the kind of husband that, like, Charles should have been. Yes. Oh, Hannah, thank, thank you so much for your call. Like I said, I came out of it thinking I am the world's biggest Harry fan now. Uh, because he was just such an attentive, loving, caring husband and all of that. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, dumb people doing dumb things, crazy, stupid idiots after this. Thank you, Grant. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley, trainers on vacation. Holly Roberts and I are here with you. Hello. And it is that time in the show where we highlight for you some dumb people doing dumb things. We call them crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present. C-S-I. It stands for Crazy Stupid Idiots. Ah, the Crazy Stupid Idiots. They're to your left, they're to your right, and hopefully when you look in the mirror, there isn't one looking right back at you. And oftentimes, we find them in the state of... Florida. Oh, Florida. Oh, Florida. 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 And sometimes other places. Yeah, we've got to work on the order. Sorry, it's hard when... <laughs> Like, we have our whole chorus down, and then one of us leaves, and then we all... No, everybody forgets their part. Here, here's it's my fault. Go. I'm going to go. Colleen's going to go. Grant's going to okay, talk ready? about Florida. Oftentimes, we find them in the state of... Florida. 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 And sometimes other places. That was much better. Thank you. Um, for our first story, I believe we're going to uh, Michigan. Yes, we are, because it's the Detroit Free Press. Nice. That is telling us about this crazy, stupid idiot. And actually, like... I don't know. I think the crazy, stupid idiot is uh, whoever it was that shut down the smartest darn troop of Girl Scouts that ever there was. This group of Girl Scouts had set up shop to sell their cookies outside of a retail establishment. You see this all the time, right? You go to the grocery store, you walk in, you're like, oh, the Girl Scouts are here with their cookies. Yay. Give me the cookies. And that's where you, that way you don't have to have a dealer. You just, you know, stop and grab. <laughs> and then you grab your Thin Mints and call it a day. Yeah, it's a grab and go. Well, the problem, I don't know why this is a problem. It's perfectly legal. These Girl Scouts had set up shop outside of a marijuana dispensary. Like, literally, people were going to see their dealer. Mm-hmm. That's called marketing, That is everybody. called genius. Yeah. I mean, I'm 
I'm sorry, but whoever thought this up is a straight up genius. Hey, Girl Scouts, you know where you're going to sell a lot of cookies to people who are about to have the munchies or already do. Yeah. Thank you. Anywho, they shut it down. They were like, hey, guys, uh, no, you can't be selling uh, these cookies outside of the dispensary. Wait, who shut it down? The Girl Scouts or the dispensary? The Girl Scouts. <gasps> Rude. Yeah. Uh, they contacted Girl Scouts of America to ask for permission, which they, by the way, are not required to do. But they were told by an employee uh, that it is not favored to sell the cookies at the dispensary. Apparently, there actually is no rule against this in the bylaws. Uh, the troop leader was... Nor should there be, though. Th- exactly. Anyway, it's a legally operating business, uh, and they were told that they could no longer uh, sell their cookies there. But now it sounds like, and this is the good part, it sounds like it's been reversed. and Yay! they can. And those Girl Scouts now can sell their Thin Mints to those <laughs> people who have the munchies. Yes. I mean, just get the variety pack. I mean, think about <laughs> how much they're going to sell. Oh. Yeah. I wish they had a variety pack. Of the Girl Scout cookies? Oh, yes. that is genius. That is genius, Holly. You should probably call somebody. Should I call the Girl Scout? Surely yeah. they'll take my call Obviously. from a grown woman telling them how to Hi. handle their cookies. Hi, this is Holly <laughs> calling you Girl Scouts to tell you a sample pack would be genius. Well, somebody has to get on that. Right? Yeah. I feel like, though, I love it, but it's going to be like they're going to say, well, then you're not going to buy a full box of all the ones you Yeah, want. but you have to make it like, you have to make it big and expensive. Oh, I'll take it. Right? Because then it. you would get, like, then people are going to have to do, and nobody wants to do math, right? So they'll be like, How, do I want the sample pack? I, sh- I could just get four sample packs. Just make it worth it and I'm Make doing it worth it. it. Yeah. Like, there's a way to do it. Marketing. Hashtag marketing. Business. Business. Thank you. I don't do any of those things. <laughs> Business. <laughs> okay, Holly, Business. do you have a crazy, stupid idiot? Yes. Who is it? It's this dude named James, and he's also in Michigan. Oh. I'm taking a hard turn because I was going to call my crazy, stupid idiot the naked cowboy. You know, the guy who's oh, yeah. in Times Square in his underwear. Well, <laughs> who's not actually naked. So I think yeah. we're the crazy, stupid idiots for calling him naked. Yeah, exactly. I still think he was partially clothed. So I'm like, he got arrested for panhandling in Daytona Beach. Apparently, there's something called bike week that's happening down in Daytona Beach, Florida. We have to keep our eye on that, Colleen. Bike week? And in Florida. Okay. At the beach. <laughs> And my spring, eyes on it. spring break season. <laughs> okay. Okay. Noted. But we're going to Michigan Noted. where this guy named James broke into a house on French Road in Alpena Township. Good what? old Alpena what? Township. What township? <laughs> Alp- Alpena? Alpena. Okay. Or I mm-hmm. bet it's Alpena. And somebody no. from Michigan is like, mm. no, we want it to be Alpena. <laughs> Great. The crazy, stupid idiot pronunciation. Alpena. Alpena. <laughs> this actually happened on Halloween. So James broke into a house in Alpena Township on Halloween. And uh, it's he broke into the house. And uh, he broke in because he saw that the homeowner was going out trick-or-treating with her children. She knew the guy. She knew James and yelled out his name, but he fled the scene. Mm. So it was like, James, James, you broke into my house. And then he ran. And then he ran. Well, troopers got to the house 
And then they also found that the door had been forced open. James broke into the house. Now, it's what he used to break into the house that makes James a crazy, stupid idiot. What do you think, you guys, James used to break into the house? James used um, a banana and a paperclip to break into the house. Good guess, but no. Grant, Sorry, I was having a MacGyver moment. Yeah. I, I do not have a guess, but we do have an official uh, pronunciation. Oh, wonderful. good to know. Uh, of Al, uh, how, how do you say the town? So the, word, the, the name is Alpina. Yes. I grew up here there. It's Alpina. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you just made our day. Thank you for your call. Thank you for your call. And if you know You're James welcome. Tanner, I'm sorry, but he is the subject <laughs> of this. I know. <laughs> I, 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 unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know him, but I do know Alpina. Oh. <laughs> We all know Alpina now. Thanks for your call, Alpina. Well, James Mm -hmm. broke into the house using a debit card. Oh. And it was his debit card. It had his name on it. Oh, geez. So we kind of put the two and And two together. And and he left it behind, and that's how we knew. Yeah. Not Mm. only did he break into a house where he knew the homeowner, but then he used his own debit card to break into the house, and he left it behind. Idiot. Oh my gosh. I like that. Idiot. idiot. Okay, yeah, for our final the uh, crazy stupid idiot, we are going to Florida. Yay! All right, we are going to Fort Myers, Florida, <laughs> where we are going to meet a 21-year-old guy who is facing charges after going into his neighbor's yard and jumping on the trampoline. Mm. Okay. So, it kind of looks fun, though. I did walk right? by a backyard trampoline yesterday. Okay, then you'd the, really the be a weird was, creep. <laughs> I know, but the thought was, boy, I bet that's fun. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Um, and you, Holly, I would say, hop on that trampoline if it if it feels right. Well, no, I but don't do what friend. this guy did. Don't do what this guy did. He thought it looked fun to jump on his neighbor's trampoline, and so he did so. Only he wasn't wearing any clothing. Oh, no. How? He apparently knocked on the door of this neighbor's house on Tuesday afternoon. He was naked. uh, And a woman inside asked if he needed help, which I feel like is so obvious. Right? right? Like, you don't ask. At the very least, you need a towel. Right. Like, if somebody's at your door naked, just assume they need help of some sort. what are you doing answering the door? Right? Don't ever answer your door. Never. Ever. Who does that anymore? Right? Um, Anywho, uh, she said that he, and then he left, apparently, after he said he didn't need help, but then 30 minutes later, he returned, and he was still naked, and he was jumping up and down on her kid's trampoline. And then he started doing that. Oh, no. Yeah. He did. He really no. did? He really I did. I was kidding when I put no, that on. You weren't kidding. <laughs> because he got off the trampoline. Uh, no, she. I'm sorry. She called the cops. Now, can it, okay, can we just talk about this? She finally called the cops when she realized that he was doing that. I'm like, huh? Not when he was naked. First came to your door naked. There you go. Didn't call. That's the first call. <laughs> right? But she didn't call then. Then he's jumping naked on the trampoline. Doesn't call then. It's only when he decides to enjoy his own company while jumping on the trampoline that she goes, well, this isn't okay. Oh, God. That actually takes a lot of coordination. I don't know how one does that. <laughs> it's 
like, right? like patting your stomach and oh right. my god. I know. How do you do that? Anyway, he did eventually get off the trampoline, uh, ran up to the door and told her to let her in, and then he she didn't and he smashed a window and then she locked herself in the car until the cops showed up. So he is now facing charges for burglary and criminal mischief. So, I do not know if drugs were involved, but I think we can all guess. Assume so. Right? Yeah. Uh, there goes the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you call right away just to make I, sure, again, like, hey, there's a naked guy running around the neighborhood, you know? Again, you know. like, if somebody's naked and comes to my door, I'm calling somebody. Immediately. Because that's not normal. I'm also not saying to them, do you need help? Because I think that's assumed. If they they're, if they don't have the discretion to put clothing on, they're probably not going to be able to accurately answer yes to the question, do you need assistance? That might be one where I'm not answering, particularly yeah. opening the door. I might no. be just yelling at them through the window, like, hey, you okay? Yeah, <laughs> or I'd be like, hey, just stay right there. Yeah. Uh, I'll be right there. Meanwhile, getting my hug. <laughs> yeah. yeah, The fact exactly. that you guys are even considering giving words to this person, <laughs> I commend you. Thank you. I just would be calling the cops. I care. I care, though. I'm like, you know, I want him to stay where he is. Also, I don't You're know. You're naked. You guys have jumped on a trampoline lately. Mm. I Well, I certainly would not be doing that naked. I can tell you that, okay? <laughs> yeah, I mean, thank you. Things get caught and smushed mm-hmm. and smashed. and mm. no, no, thank you. Not a pleasant sight for no, sure. No, not cute. <laughs> not even hard. a little bit. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.